Welcome to Connect to Joy. Your host, Carol DeShane, is an intuitive spiritual guide for practical matters and Marconic multidimensional energy practitioner. Her quest is to help you realize new possibilities, discover and release what holds you back, and enable you to manifest an inspired life filled with joy. Join us on this journey of transformation. Now, here's your host, Carol DeShane. Hello, beautiful spirits. Has there been a time in your life when you felt pressure from all around you? A time when there were so many variables about what might happen in the future that all you could do was worry and wait? And attempt to prepare, although you weren't sure what the heck to do? Did you get an ulcer? Have nightmares? Or maybe you even lost some hair over it? You might not have that time right now, but you may remember a time or have a friend going through it. The 3D world is a crazy place with lots of stress and anxiety, but freaking out over a series of possible events in our future, while easy to do, isn't all that helpful to our health or our peace of mind. And I'll talk about overscheduling as well, which can impact us too. So what can we do? Today, we'll look at what kind of things might get to you, how you feel about them, scheduling, adjusting your schedule somehow, a six-step plan to release that anxiety, and then we'll wrap the whole thing up. So it's going to be kind of short today. Let's start with what kind of things might be getting to you. Besides the overscheduling, which we'll get to in a minute, are you facing a change in your job, a possible layoff, being fired, a change in a boss or location, a change in your duties, or a new job or interview is on the horizon? One or more of your relationships might be up in the air. Are you going through a breakup or divorce? Problems with your children? Disagreements or a disconnect with your parents or your in-laws? Are you having problems with your neighbors? Think of the different people in your life. Where does your stress come from? Usually it's people-related. Are you looking at a possible move and dealing with the logistics of that? That can be highly stressful. Are you looking toward retirement? Again, more logistics, this time on where you'll live, will you have enough money, when should you attempt it, you get the idea. Are you facing financial issues and you aren't sure what's going to happen? Whether it's the stock market that's impacting your future plans, education costs, healthcare costs, car repair, house repair, or something else, we may not know what's up until the last minute, like when the car dies in the middle of an intersection or something. It could also be the health of yourself or a loved one that's getting to you. Whether they're sick and you don't know the cause, or they or you have had a diagnosis that's scary or it's debilitating, and you don't know what's going to happen in the future. And of course, when everything hits the fan, it could be a combination of some or even all of these things. Hopefully not all, but it can happen. And then what? How do you feel when all of this is happening to you? You might feel fine and not realizing that things are weighing on you. I felt that way. At least I thought I was fine. And one of the things that happens to me is my hair starts falling out. This is unacceptable for me. It happened twice. I had no idea that was a thing. I don't like it very much. Let's just put it that way. I had to pull myself up and figure out how I could get through it without allowing the stress to get to me. I didn't know it was. You might do things subconsciously, like the hair falling out, when you feel stressed. You might not be able to sleep, or you might be escaping into sleep for more hours, or taking naps you normally don't take. You might 
also be eating differently. They call it stress eating for a reason. You might eat more or less or crave sugar or some other type of food you normally don't. Anything could happen with that. And if you do feel stressed and you know it, you might realize that any physical ailments you come from that, like headaches, back pain, digestion issues, you name it. Usually our weakest link in our body will act out when we're stressed out. My knee tends to give out when I'm stressed out. You might chew your nails or your cuticles. You might be exhausted all the time, which might be why you're sleeping more. Your emotions could be all over the place. And you might even snap at people or just have less patience than normal. Your mind might be going in circles, trying to think of all the possibilities that could happen and coming up with what to do in different scenarios. There are lots of different reactions you might be having when life feels like it's just too much. While this isn't really about scheduling, let's take a quick look at that anyway. If you're running around like crazy all the time and you feel like you have no time for you or anything pleasurable, you might want to take a look at what your calendar looks like. Whether it's full or looks comparatively empty, if you feel like your life is one big rush of getting things accomplished, it might be time to take a look at your priorities. Sometimes we feel we have to do everything we're doing, but on second and even third look, we personally don't have to. So how can you change your schedule? Let's start with your calendar. Do you have to do everything on it? Can you delegate some of the tasks to your children, your spouse, other parents like a carpool, other employees? And if you can't delegate, can you pay someone to do it? Like maybe you have gardening on your list and you don't like it. Can you have someone do the gardening or hire a housekeeper? Something like that. And what about just dumping the items? Believe it or not, sometimes things you think are important if you don't do them, except for like taxes and paying bills and things, nothing happens when you don't do them. Pay attention to what those items are and see if you can get away with just not even worrying about them and taking them off your calendar completely. Also, you might be able to adjust your schedule so you do more on one day and less on another, and that will be able to give you more of a break instead of feeling like you're busy every single day. And after you look at your calendar, let's look at all the tasks not on your calendar. And let's start with errands. Those are things we don't think about. They're not on our calendar normally, unless you have an appointment with somebody. If you need to get gas for your car, go grocery shopping, go to the cleaners, buy clothes, pick up a prescription, anything like that, plot out where everything is. You don't have to do it on a map, but think about it. Which side of town are these things? Can you just go bounce between one and the other all in the same area? Maybe a lot of the other stuff is on another side of town. So one day you try and do everything on one side of town, and the other day you do all the other things that are maybe all over the place or just on another side of town. Try not to run out for one thing unless it's on your way home from work and you absolutely need it for a recipe or for the next day. That way, you're not doing this extra stuff you don't feel like doing. The next thing are tasks around the house and that you can do from home. It's best for these if you have a specific day to do them, like laundry and cleaning Saturday mornings. That was my mom's thing. But if you can batch them together and take a couple of hours to get as many done as possible, then you might not feel like you're busy every minute of the day. Make sure that you leave time open on your calendar 
whether it's every Friday night or every Sunday evening, just to relax and enjoy yourself and do something you love to do. And schedule time, at least in your mind, for spending time with your family and your friends with enjoyment in mind. And not that you have to do something specific, unless the something specific is something you love to do, like a bowling league or a softball league or something like that, or a class you enjoy with your friends. Those are not have-to-dos as much as you signed up because you wanted to. It only becomes a have-to if you start hating what you're doing. Another thing to do is to make sure that you schedule fun. Now, it's not something people do very often, but it's really good for your emotional, physical, and mental well-being. And I'm not a doctor, but I certainly know that, and I think you do as well. So make sure you block out time on your calendar and it just says fun. And then whatever you think is fun with whoever you want, take some time and do that. Now, let's get back to the multiple things you might be facing that are about the future and you can't really know the timing or the outcome of it. What if I could give you a plan to follow whenever you're feeling stressed about the sort of thing? I've been faced with that right now, which is why this is on my mind. I'm waiting on a house to be built out of state. So the timing on that is everything. And then I need to sell a boatload of stuff to be able to make the move, sell my home where I am now, and get moved. I have a lot of moving pieces just on that alone. But on top of that, I'm supposed to help my sister and her husband with their move. They are much older than I am in ill health and haven't decided exactly where and when they're moving. And I'm concerned I'll be in the middle of my move and my sale when they make their decision. There are a lot of nuances to these two major issues that I haven't mentioned, but let's just say they complicate things greatly. And these have been going on for over a year. So I've been a little stressed out about it. Timing and cost are my two major worries, but you may have a lot of other things and your main concern, try and get it down to what those things are. Because I've been dealing with this, I've come up with some steps that are getting me at least to relax and let go so I don't worry myself into oblivion. I hope they help you as well. Here's step one. First, sit down and think through all the things you're dealing with. Look at your worries, look at your doubts and your concerns and be honest with yourself. Be upfront. What is it that's making you worry? Look at the different scenarios that you've been thinking about and think about them. And in step two, I want you to look at those scenarios and pick some of them that are like, no big deal, and get rid of them. Because they're going, oh, I can deal with that. Why am I even worried? And then take the ones that are so over the top and outlandish, which there will be a couple if you're really worried heavily, that you can laugh about and go, yeah, this is very unlikely to happen. Yeah, if I public speak, I'm going to die and pass out and die. No, probably not, unless you have a heart attack. But then again, you're going, yeah, I'm young. I'm fairly healthy. No, probably not. So throw some of those out so you have less burden on you. And then step three is really important to talk to a loved one if you can. Voice some of your concerns to them so you're not holding it all in, especially if you have a spouse, so they know what you're dealing with. And now this is important both if it's your family or work issues that don't seem to impact them. And especially with things that might directly affect them if things work out a specific way. Brainstorm together outcomes and how you can deal with it. Realize that whatever you're feeling and worried about will show up. And if they don't know how you feel, they could assume the worst. They could distance themselves from you instead of working through it together. 
you want to give them a heads up on what's happening. Now, step four is to make the law of attraction work for you. If all you do is worry, complain, and get aggravated thinking about the negative and the things you don't want, the law is working, but it's not working in a way you want it to. It's going to be creating negative and worse things for you. So instead, in step four, visualize what is the best case scenario. Really give it details. Imagine it in your mind. Allow yourself to kind of wallow in the good feelings of what could happen. And if you don't think anything can happen in the situations you're in that you like, then maybe the whole imagination is seeing it go away and doesn't impact you at all. Think about it. Really kind of delve into those visualizations for yourself. It's fun. And step five is after you have some of these different visualizations and you can see them clearly in your mind with some really great outcomes, then the next time you do it, step into the visualization. It's like watching a movie and you step into the movie and you become the character. It's happening right now, not in the future or in the past. Use all your senses if you can. What would you like to feel? What are you seeing What are you hearing, tasting, smelling? You get the idea. Don't look at it as the future. But like I said, look at it as happening right now. And the secret is feel into who you are and how you feel if that scenario was true. And try to be that person right now. The last step, whether in a meditation, a prayer, or just some time alone, Realize that you can connect to source and ask for your highest and best to happen. Let divine order be your watchword and work towards finding and knowing that exactly what you need will happen. Even if it's not the best outcome, it could be something you need to learn a huge lesson from and your life could become so much better because of it. And whatever you visualize, always think this or something better. And by the way, yes, you can always do step six at the beginning to connect to your higher source. But I've realized that sometimes we need to get rid of our negativity and worry first before we're open to any answers or opportunities that may arise. So connecting on step six might be a good idea. Uh, Try it both ways, by all means, and let me know how it works out for you. Because the goal to working these steps is to get a personal sense of peace and calm It really has nothing at all to do with what may or may not happen. And that way, you open yourself up to the highest and best for you. Kind of an extra credit step, somewhere in the middle if you feel like it, is to look at some of the things you're the most worried about and see if there's anything you can do to prepare for that eventuality of happening. You might be able to make lists of what you can do instead. You might be able to get something ready in case something is going to go the wrong way. But if you're ready, at least in your mind and prepared in case something like that happens, it might be easier to let those things go. It depends on your personality. So I didn't make it one of the main steps in this. It's not step one through six, but it is a little something that you can do for yourself should you need it because of your personality and the way you are. Today, we've covered quite a bit on what to do when you feel like you're dealing with just too much and you need some help. We looked at what kind of things might get to you, how you feel about them, scheduling, adjusting your scheduling, and a six-step plan to release that anxiety. Sometimes we don't feel like things are too much until just one more thing gets added to our plate, that proverbial last straw. 
a straw that broke the camel's back, that kind. And then again, it may look to the world like you're dealing with things just great, but you may not feel like you are. Whatever your stress level, your worries or your doubts, or the level of uh, stuff you're dealing with, (laughs) just know you're not alone. If you need help, talk to a friend, a loved one, or hire someone who'll listen that doesn't have an agenda, like a therapist or a life coach. But make sure you feel comfortable with whomever you hire, and even with that friend. If someone thinks you should be doing something a, a certain way, feel free to thank them for their input and then stop talking to them. This needs to be what feels right to you and not someone else and what they would do in, in your situation. If it's your schedule getting you down, move your to-dos around and reorganize them. Hire someone to do some of it, delegate it or dump it. If it's your errands, reorganize when and what you can do can help immensely. And of course, you can always delegate some of that as well. And if it's tasks, piling a lot of it in one day instead of multiple, making it about the family doing things, including chores, together, or doing things less often, might just work. Just be sure to leave time for fun, even if you have to actually write it on your calendar so it says, SAVE FOR FUN, all in capitals, whatever fun means to you. And if life is just piling too many things on you so you're worried, anxious, and concerned about what the future will hold, no matter what category they fall into. Try my five-step plan. It's so new, I haven't even used it on my clients yet, so you're getting first crack at it. Now here it is again. Step one, sit down and think through all the things you're dealing with. Look closely at your worries, doubts, and concerns, but be honest with yourself. Step two, to let go of the worries that are totally out there or minuscule, and the things that are the least likely to happen that are big, and the tiny things that don't really impact too much and aren't really something to worry about. Step three is to talk to a loved one if you can. Voice some of your concerns to them. Make sure to include why you're concerned. They may have some great ideas on how to get through it together. Step four is to activate the law of attraction in a positive way. Visualize the best case scenario in detail. Step five is to choose a visualization and step into it using all your senses so it feels like it's happening right now and it really is happening to you. And step six, connect to your highest source and ask for the best possible outcome for you, concentrating on divine order and letting go of your worries. And that extra credit thing is to prepare for anything that really concerns you the most and stuck in your mind and you can't get rid of it. See what you can do to prepare for that possibility. And then you'll be able to let it go a little more. If you're worried about an earthquake, have some earthquake rations around or water, whatever you need, whatever you can prepare for in advance if something happens. If you're worried about money, maybe you save some extra and you don't spend as much because you think maybe you'll lose your job or something might happen, whatever that may be to prepare. Now, whenever worries come up on what I'm still in the middle of, I can usually go right to the words divine order. And I feel that peace and that freedom not to worry about anything related to it. But when new worries or conditions come up, occasionally I still need to go through the steps. Let me know how the six steps work for you if you try them. Realize that the divine plan is great and all, but if we have no idea what it is, since we're having a human experience, we'll probably worry and get stressed out when too many issues come up at once. You haven't failed if you do that, but you do have the power to move beyond it. That's just the jet fuel in this life, that power. Thank you for joining me here today. 
If you'd like to know more about intuitive, spiritual, or life or business coaching with me or Marconic's multidimensional energy, please check out my website at connecttojoy.com and follow me on Instagram also at connecttojoy. Connect, the number two, joy. And subscribe to my YouTube channel, which is under my name, Carol Deshane. Until next week, be courageous and reach higher. Just take a breath and take a moment when you need it. Take one step at a time on your journey. Get the help you need and get out there and find your joy because you so deserve it. Thank you for listening to Connect to Joy. If you love the show, make sure you rate, review, and share this podcast and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Contact the host, Carol DeShane, with questions and comments, ideas for future episodes, or if you would like to become a guest. And remember, transformation is a journey and not an end destination. So be kind to yourself because you are already enough to have the joyful, limitless life that you desire.